Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Phoenix Wellness Coaching um, Podcast with myself, Jeanette Forder, the founder and CEO of Phoenix Wellness Coaching. If this is the first time you've um, dipped into our podcast, then I am absolutely delighted to have you here. And just for your information, if you've not come across us before, Phoenix Wellness Coaching is an organisation who specialise in supporting individuals and organisations to thrive together through the menopause. But our podcast is this year's um, the second season and we are talking all things values. And again, if you've been following us already, you will have noticed that we've had some really fantastic conversations with people in very different arenas who have all reflected on their values, how they've come across them, what that's meant for them, the boundaries, and how it um, manifests in their work and their lives. So some really deep and meaningful conversations. Um, And I've shared my values and what they mean to me. But I wanted to actually take a slightly different tack today. So I was on a call earlier in the week talking to a lady who is going to be on the podcast in the future. So we were getting to know each other a little bit more, understanding our various stories and really what led her to be doing the job that she's doing now. And it was a really interesting conversation and actually at times really resonated with myself and was in some respects, a little bit distressing as well. So we both realised that at a point in our lives, particularly in our working lives, that we had found ourselves in what can only be described as a pretty toxic work environment. Um, She shared her story. I won't say it here because she will share more when we actually do the formal podcast, um, hopefully um, sometime during next month. But it got me thinking, and there was so much that was resonating. And whilst one of the big turning points for me in my career, when my values really popped up, was when I was asked to do something dishonest on behalf of my boss. Um, And that actually brought out the really important values of honesty and trust, um, which I knew were always there, but didn't know quite how important they were. And for me, it was actually a very big red line or mark in the sand that I was being asked to do something that actually was unacceptable to me and I wasn't going to go there. And ultimately, I left the organisation and, you know, and that's all history, as we say. But when I was talking with this lady earlier in the week, you know, we were talking about how um, being asked to lie hit that value of honesty or dishonesty in in his part and how I didn't want to be um, kind of tarnished with that and how I would feel that I could no longer trust myself because of what I've been asked to do if I was to do it and that others wouldn't trust me because I would be doing something that actually was fundamentally wrong. So honesty and trust were really important. But in that conversation, we explored a bit more about that toxic environment. And back in the early 90s, in my investment banking days, before we really had the movement around gender diversity and inclusion, that environment could be pretty toxic. And I look back now and they're 100% it was toxic. Most of the time, I didn't recognise that. 
it was only towards the end of my career as I got older and my values became more important that I really recognized that the toxicity of that organization and that culture was no longer for me. But in the conversation, I recounted how I myself put up with, and I can only say it in those words, experienced sex discrimination and sexual harassment, neither of which are pleasant. And uh, we know the Me Too movement has really brought that to the fore. I experienced, you know, being having money thrown at me across the trading floor and told to go get the coffees in because that's what women do. Um, Oh, all sorts of different things. Um, You know, when I talked about um, working with a personal trainer to get me fit for the marathon, all sorts of comments were made about working with a personal trainer, all those sorts of innuendos. And also there was, you know, page three of The Sun, Those of you that are of an age will know what I mean there. That was quite prevalent. The lads would sit and look at that and make jokes and all that sort of stuff. They would make jokes to other women on the trading floor. And we had some, you know, some younger women on there that I'm sure, if I think about it now, really felt uncomfortable. And that sexual discrimination and innuendo and all those sorts of comments really felt quite bullying. And you know, sexual harassment as well. Things like um, I remember wearing a halterneck top at a Christmas party, as we do, and being asked what would happen if I undid the halterneck, knowing full well that the top would drop. You know, staggering things. Asked that. Um, wearing um, a strapless dress, again, a very nice dress to a Christmas party mm-hmm. and being asked, oh, how are you, you know, how are you keeping everything in there? What sort of underwear or scaffolding have you got on? Which, you know, at the time you just laugh off. And then I think there was the time when the backless tops were prevalent. And again, it would have been at a party wearing one of those, thinking nothing of it. You know, for heaven's sake, I was under 30 or at most 30 and being asked, oh, you must do a lot of exercises for your pecs, knowing full well what was being hinted at there. And then actually those moments when I used to travel with my boss and we would be on a plane and he would be sitting, shall we say, far too close for comfort. But at the time, whilst it made my skin crawl, I didn't really do anything about it. I didn't put a mark in the sand. I didn't say no. And I recognise that that happens for a lot of women. He was in a place of authority, a place of power. And I was scared that if I bucked the trend, then actually that would reflect badly on my career and my career prospects. I'm just hearing my puppy starting to to wake up. So hopefully on these headphones, we can't hear him. Um, But let me just pop him on hold. Okay, so we're back again. Yes, um, just had to dip out to sort out puppies so that he didn't start hollering in the background and stop my thought processes and um, this story asked conversation. So, you know, all sorts of different things were happening that were happening not just to me, but were happening to colleagues, younger colleagues, female colleagues, you know, um, girls being encouraged when we went out with clients to drink more than they should do. And Lord knows if they were taken advantage of, but I remember one young girl being outside of a restaurant where she drunk too much 
And the trading staff, the senior staff, those guys that could help her, just walked away and left her. So it was me that put her in a taxi and got her home. So a real culture that didn't respect females in particular. And when I was talking about this to the to the lady earlier this week, it got me thinking of why was it that I allowed all of that to happen, but it was the being asked to lie that was the mark in the sand. And I had to do some reflection on that. And actually, it really brought up that that whole sense of self and self-worth and acceptance. And maybe it's something that you gain with age. But when I was younger, I was in a culture where, you know, to get on, you had to be a certain way. And actually, I did nothing to stop that. I embedded myself within that culture whilst it may have made me feel uncomfortable, I went along with it. I colluded with it. And I realized that part of that was my desire to succeed and fear that if I didn't go along with it, if I stood up and said, you know what, that's not acceptable, that's not right, that somehow that would reflect badly on me, it would hamper my career prospects. You know, I didn't want to be that person putting their head above the parapet saying this has to stop. So I was scared, basically. And also, when you do that, you're no longer part of the group, that in-group, unconscious bias dynamic that keeps you part of the team. So I went along with it, unconsciously, I would put when I look back now, I went along with it because I felt that I needed to, that I had to, in order to succeed and to be part of that group. It was really important for me to be part of the group, accepted as part of the group that, you know, I remember the boss saying one time, oh, we don't think of you as a girl, you're one of the lads. At the time, that felt really good because, hey, I'm not different. I'm part of the team. I've got my place there. Yay, I've arrived. But actually, how insulting to say we don't think of you as a girl as if being a girl or being a woman is somehow not good enough. But also all of that really makes me think that that acceptance of myself and the importance of me and the value that I place on me was lacking. And I clearly didn't think I was worthy, didn't want to do it, maybe being younger, didn't really have that resilience and that strength and um, kind of strength of experience that you get with age to stand up and be counted like that. So I allowed poor behaviour to happen to others and to happen to me. I mean, it did come to a head. Uh, The boss was so paranoid at times, it was unreal. Um, And I remember him sitting down next to my my desk when I was trying to eat my lunch, literally pushing me out of the way, taking my lunch off of me and eating it himself. And that, again, was the thing that made me go, enough is enough. But I recognise it wasn't until after he had asked me to lie for him. So I think there was a piece there that he was trying to bully me into submission 
but actually it worked the opposite way. And I went, you know what? I have self-respect. I'm more important than this. And I'm bigger than this behavior. But it is that that we we don't always recognize these things. And it was only in that conversation of, so honesty and trust are my big values that really matter to me. Trust is my number one value. But I actually have fairness and equity in there, compassion and care, respect. And yet I didn't have fairness for myself. I didn't see that that behavior was unfair to me or that it was unfair that I was being put in that position. I felt it for others, but I didn't question it. I didn't have self-compassion to enable me to look within, to say, this isn't about me, this is about them, but what can I do to change it? And I didn't have self-respect. So values are very much not just about how we feel others should behave towards us and around us, but how we behave towards ourselves. And that's quite a difficult concept to take on board, but without those values of who we are and what we stand for and what matters to us and that those self values, that self-respect, self-compassion, when we don't have that, then things happen to us. And sometimes we need others to put their hands up and say, I can't bear to see that happen anymore. This needs to change before we can actually make that change. I did in the end, I made that change. I went to went straight to the HR, well, I went straight to the managing director of the team and explained the situation, both being asked to lie and also the other behaviours that were happening to me, um, who said to me, what do you want to do? I put in the complaint to HR. I took time out. Um, was the complaint satisfactorily looked at? It, it's difficult. Looking back, it was looked at. Again, I don't know what outcome I was looking for at that moment to know whether I got it. But I knew that I had to make that stand. And looking back, it took a long time. Shush, puppy dog again. It took a long time for me to get to that point where I could say enough is enough. And I found those values of self-compassion and self-respect. So when we're having a values conversation, let's not forget Values are important in terms of the behaviours that we expose and use in our interactions. I've got <laughs> I've got a puppy clambering all over me at the moment. He's very sweet, but so he's taking my mind off things. But if I don't let him clamber all over me, then he'll be barking, causing issues. But with values, not only is it about understanding how what is important. So back again after shouting at the puppy and um, telling him to leave me alone. He always does this when I'm trying to record something and it's really important and really deep and I lose my complete train of thought and concentration because he's just being a pest. So that aside, deep breath, what I'm saying is we need to think about our values, how they impact on the behaviour and the actions we expect of others towards us and towards other people and how we react, connect and behave and lead our lives based on our values. And sometimes they don't gel. They don't match up. As I say, 
I didn't realise until recently that I had perpetuated that toxic toxic environment and it hadn't it should have been that that was most important that challenged my values more than or equal to the being asked to do something dishonest but I recognize that being asked to do something dishonest hit the value that I felt most people would see and value in me whereas I didn't value the values within me. I didn't value myself. And that's why the toxic environment carried on. So I will stop there because I just wanted to put that out there. And I wonder if there's been a moment in your life, in relationships, in work, whatever it is, where you have allowed a toxic environment to carry on, to be part of it for longer than was really healthy for you, And why did you do that? What was it that was missing in your values or in how you thought about yourself that continued to keep you in that environment? You know, it could have been that you stayed in that environment because you wanted to change it from the inside. And that's that's laudable and fantastic. But I would ask there, how often does it change from the inside? Can you change it from the inside? Or do you have to step out of that environment and challenge it to change from the outside? So our values are absolutely fascinating. And the more conversations I have, it brings out more about my own values. It's This podcast is a journey of self-discovery for me, um, stories of which I will continue to include in the book that I'm writing. That is all about daring to be us, understanding our value, understanding our value systems and our worth. So, you know, something, a project in the background. But I'd be really interested to hear if this conversation resonated with you, what struck at chord, definitely ring the bell so that you get to hear when our next episode is live. Message me at Jeanette at phoenixwellness.co.uk if you want to share your story, you want to come on here and talk, or if something resonated for you. Um, if you're looking for menopause support, you can go to my website, which is all the W's at um, phoenixwellness.co.uk. There is help there for you, whether you're an individual or an employer. But I really look forward to welcoming you once again to another Phoenix Wellness Coaching Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. And thank you for listening along and subscribing with us. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks a lot, then.